0: Hey guys, back at you with another episode of Truth Serum, everyday truth for everyday people. This podcast is to help inform everyday people about everyday news, headlines, the truth behind it, and what God has to say about it all. Today, we take a look at what it means to be a man and a woman in today's society, some encouragement from the book of Ezekiel, and how we as humans have survived times of crisis. Okay, however, do you have back pain, neck pain, or stiffness that's preventing everyday activities like work or sleep? Chiropractic is one of the most underrated forms of healing. Their practice helps target neurons that can help the brain create happy thoughts. Chiropractic is used to relieve pain in your joints and muscles. These spinal adjustments will increase blood flow, and nerve conductivity to the joints and muscles that are experiencing pain. Get your pain relieved by Dr. Ben or Nina Adams, where all your muscle imbalances and chiropractic needs are met. Go to premiumchiropracticrehab.com. That's premiumchiropracticrehab.com. All right, so being a man and woman in today's society. Uh, this is actually a really uh, difficult subject. I've... I've um, Man, I remember giving a podcast in uh, January, February of last year, 2021, and I remember um, talking about how the next podcast was going to be about men and women in today's society. Well, bam, COVID hit, and uh, yes, life hit. And so me and my wife kind of felt that we needed to um, substantiate our marriage and our relationship and make sure that we honored God with our faith. And so I've taken a little time off to pursue a marriage and a beautiful wife. And I can honestly tell you that I have a lot more to say than what I would have said about a year ago. The funny thing is, is I started thinking about this podcast, not knowing that I had left off on my last podcast, and so I believe God wanted me to pick up where I left off. And so I've been studying a lot, and in my heart, I I talk a lot about um, the New Testament. It's very beautiful. It's something that I believe a lot of people can reciprocate with, but right now in COVID and in today's society, we are in a very Old Testament time right? We have a lot of corruption that's happening from the top, but we also have a lot of pain, chaos, and depression that's happening in our lives. And so for me, I wanted to talk about what it was uh, to be a man back when I was a kid and now as I get older, right? I also want to talk about the left wing and right wing. Um, This show isn't to try to gain your perspective uh, of your political party. It's just to inform you of truth, God's word, and some of the truth and the facts that can be um, um used to help create a couple answers throughout the pain that we have in the pandemic so basically um, today it just seems like a man is being divided obviously into two different parties the left and right right Democrats Republicans okay and so the left-wing uh, liberals right what I believe uh, they try to make a man out to be is someone that's very educated somebody that's very emotionally intelligent they push education um, they push degrees uh, they believe that the family is um, a financial responsibility, right? Meaning um, they're pro-choice, which is fine. Um, They believe that uh, you should be emotionally um, intelligent enough to choose the right people in your life through college, uh, spiritual psychology, or just job employment, okay? Now, the right side, uh, they still... um, talk about the family guy, right? Um, They believe that a man is a family man, um, that he was given a responsibility to protect um, his family, that he was given skills and gifts, and those skills and gifts kind of equip him to find a career or job that matches um, his purpose, right? And so um, I'm not gonna sit there and say one or the other is right, but what men think on the right side is that life is a blessing, it's a responsibility and that character and integrity can get you uh, through life if you just make the right decision, right? Now, that's why they're the right wing, right? Now, I'm not going to say one for the other because God is, I believe, both, right? God understands choice before and after. And what he did is he gave us a Bible so we could understand our choices before, during, and after. It was it was a place for us to, to, to reflect Um, to repent, but also to find convictions that we could find to come better people. And what I believe in today's society, there's so many pop culture leaders, right? We got the Joe Rogans, right? We got the Tony Robbins. We got all these guys that are really just kind of like being passionate in their podcast and beefing you up. Well, if you eat this, if you take this pill, if you take the athletic greens, if you've got this or that, like you're a strong person, maybe you should eat meat or maybe you should get vaccinated or you shouldn't. You know, really what we like in this world, whether you're left or right, you're a man or a female is we love absolutes. So we don't watch superheroes and basketball players and football players do those things. Like we don't go to the movies and go to sporting events because we can actually do those things. Like, think about it. Like 90% of the people that are watching football and basketball are not jumping 40 inches in the air to grab a football with one arm and then fall down amongst three different players, right? That's just very unheard of. That's a specific talent. That's a specific skill. So we love investing into things that are bigger and better than us, right? Now take sports out of it. Maybe you like to go to the movies or you go to Netflix or you go to Hulu or your thing is all the arts and the entertainment, right? Right. That sounds really beautiful. I, I can't say there's anything wrong with that. But, like, you're basically looking at the Jennifer Annesons, the Channing Tatums, right? All these people, and, you, and you're what you're wanting is their strength or their beauty, right? Like, when I grew up, man, like, I wanted to be a superhero. I wanted to be Batman. I wanted to be cut up, ripped, manly, eat meat, make sure that I was a strong, protective guidance for my family and my community. And then you kind of hit 33 and realize, like, you're just this tiny person. Like, I am 33 years old, and I don't think I've ever been, like, more focused and also like spiritually well. And I've never felt like more broken and a stranger in today's society. You know, like I walk down the street and people don't want to say hello to you. And if you are a person of passion and you're trying to be inspiring, they've already been sold on that. So they're not hyped about that anymore. Right. I don't even know if people question what they're doing anymore. Like I was driving to work yesterday and there was this car and it was going super slow in the left lane, about 55. Like here in California, it's 65 miles an hour, right? So I go to pass on the right side and I see this mom texting on her phone with her 12 or 10 year old son in the front seat and he's on his iPad. So I kind of honk on her and I'm like, hey, uh, hello, like drive. Lady, you're in the left lane and you're most definitely like risking your and your son's life for whatever text messages that you're trying to send. Right. And I just tell her and I just visually tell her to get off the phone. She goes right back on the phone and keeps driving in the left lane. Right. This woman did not care if she wrecked that car and killed her son. Now, do I think that she's an evil person? No, I think that she's a very distracted person right? Like she's texting and driving while she has a son or a child in the front seat. That's kind of the world that we live in right now. People aren't focused on what they're doing. They're waking up and the first thing that they check is social media, right? They check their big podcast or the leader that they have, right? In reality, right now, we're able to see things virtually, which means that there's more answers that are coming in our head and then expectational uh, processes, right? Like we have more emotional intelligence in our brain than we do in our body, right? Like it seems like a lot of people are using information to pass along, but they're not testing the information. And so the reason I believe in the Bible is because it talks about att- attention versus reputation. It talks about a- integrity versus education, which both of them can be good if they work together, correct? But in reality, what is it that we are doing? Man, like we really are in a time of attention versus reputation, integrity versus education, right? Like I firmly believe in my heart that it is time to, It is time for us to stand up. And it's hard for us to stand up for each other if we don't know what we're standing up for. Man, I have conversations, I'm a personal trainer and I have clients and I have members and all of them are like, oh yeah, people didn't get vaxxed. If you just get vaxxed, then the COVID would go away. Well, people are getting vaccinated and they're still getting sick. So that's why people are in question, right? Well, if you just wear a mask, then you won't be sick and you'll be fine. Okay, well then you're starting to breathe, breathe in your own CO2 and there's science that tells you that your ventricles can't handle too much of that. Right. So, like, there's a lot of stuff that are people saying things, but it's not scientists and doctors that are saying things. Uh, It's also pastors. It's also people. It's also everyday, regular people trying to figure out how do we battle this thing called COVID 19. Okay. And historically, what I'm going to say is that, guys, we have been, we have been in pandemical times for a very long time. Man, like in old history, I mean, we've had the Black Plague, we've had flu pandemic, we've had the Oxycontin epidemic. There's so many things like people just die, and there's causes for them, and sometimes it's sickness, right? But scientifically, guys, like there's viruses out there, and the only thing that we really can do is gather scientific statistics to figure out how to beat it and to get better at it, right? But in reality, like the flu is still current, right? We have vaccinations for it, but the flu, people still get it. It's still living, right? So if you're wanting an absolute answer, it's in heaven. It's in God. Because if you want like to never be sick or to never catch COVID or for someone ever to die again, then I think you really, what you're wanting is heaven. You're wanting out of this life. And I don't really think the government is kind of talking about uh, heaven, God or science anymore. They're not really attaching your autonomy to something productive, right? Get rich, right? Go to college, do that. But they're not really telling you of the repercussions of if you don't. Does that make sense? Like they're not really telling you like, okay, if you go and you invest into college, right? That's a great idea because if you graduate, you might get a job. But what they're also not telling you is that you could go to college, life could get difficult. You could drop out because you might have a kid or you might have to go to work to support the expense of inflation and cost of living, right? And so nowadays in today's society, we don't want to fail. Men don't want to fail. Women don't want to fail. So they're just hiding. They're just being strong every day. But in reality, what I do understand is when I see people, they are broken inside. Like they're passing along the strong information. They're posting the Joe Rogans. They're posting the CNNs, the statistics and the facts. And you have a bunch of people who are like, I told you so. But what is that person representing? Do they represent God? Do they represent science? Are they representing their family, their friends, their skin color? What are they representing? And I think these are simple questions that you have to ask. Like the difference between a dictator and a teacher is a teacher teaches you everything without needing something in return because they understand how it's helped their life. But a dictator, which is what we're kind of in right now, like communistic dictatorship, is they're just building habits. So if you have social media and the first thing that you do is go and check your phone while well you're wondering, and there's about five or 10,000 or how many followers you have or follow, there's all those voices going in your head when it's time to make an assumption or it's time to make a choice. And so do you even think what you're doing when you grab your phone? Are you just checking social media? Are you studying the answer? Are you studying emotion? Like some people are like, man, I wake up in the morning, I listen to music and it makes me feel good. Nah, man. I mean, you play the same song every day. Your brain's not going to get excited. It's called brainwave. It's called muscle memory, right? And so what I firmly believe in is we are in an Old Testament time. And so I am going into the Old Testament to try to talk about what's going on. Because the last I checked, uh, we are in a very... um a time where people are killing each other, they are hurting each other, sex is being pushed through uh, social media. Not only that, like prostitution here in LA is like widely accepted. There are so much sex traffickers here in LA. It is sad. Drug trafficking is big. So I'm going to tell people whether it's a political party, but if you're a liberal, look at LA and look at California. It's the most grown up liberal democratic state. And look at the violence, look at the theft, look at all that there's 61 to 65% of people in the world between 18 and 35 that are not working. That's over half our economy. That is crazy. And in LA, it's even worse. You have more people from 60 to 70% that are not working. And so the last I can check is that there was a book of Ezekiel that kind of got me, right? Um, I've had a little bit of family damage. Um, My family, man, like, We loved each other. We loved God. We grew up. uh, My parents stayed married. My aunts and uncles stayed married. But sooner or later, we kind of like started judging each other. And uh, it sucks because in my heart, if I wanted to keep my parents, um, I had to be on their side. And then if I went to my aunts and uncles and my cousins, it felt like betrayal. And now I'm kind of like 33. So I just kind of recognize that I need to be biblical with all of my family. Um, because neither one is really going to, like, make my life any easier, right? Like, I got to love my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, and I most definitely have to honor my parents because that is a commandment, right? So I find myself just allowing people to be people. But basically, in the book of Ezekiel, it was written between 593 and 565 B.C. This is before... Chris or or Christ, right? And so the time span of how long this was was about 22 years. Archaeologists have discovered this. It's been about a 22 year book that came, right? And the book is named after its author, it is named after Ezekiel, okay? Uh, Ezekiel grew up in Jerusalem, served as a priest in the temple. Man, uh, among the second group of captives taken along in Babylon, um, Ezekiel became a prophet of God during a very difficult time. Now you got guys like Jeremiah who was prophesized in Jerusalem for about 35 years before that. You also have a prophet named Daniel having been exiled to Babylon for nine years. And you also have a well-established prophet now that is Ezekiel, right? And so you got Jeremiah and Daniel. And so what we're talking about is that both uh, Ezekiel and Daniel, they are way younger than the prophet Jeremiah, right? So what I look at now is Jeremiah was kind of the prophet that was the oldest, right? And, um, he's been prophesied for 35 years. So we have a lot of old leaders right now. We had Donald Trump and Joe Biden, they're 60 and 70, right? So right now, I firmly believe in this time, young leaders and young entrepreneurs, but not only that, like people that like love God are being built. We're talking that the Saul is gone and the Davids are coming. Like the new Davids are coming. And so why Ezekiel got to me, right, is because, man, the themes of it was that, God has always hated a sin. Uh, sin. So the theme of the book of Ezekiel is that he wanted to send Ezekiel to tell his people what they were doing wrong, so much so that he made Ezekiel eat a, a scribe, right? God was putting strength inside of Ezekiel because he understood that when he talked to these people, they were just going to hate him. So if you feel like a leader and you're a Christian or you're a pastor and you feel like people are hating you the harder that you try, it's because here in the book of the Bible in a, in the book of Ezekiel, God had told Ezekiel, like, they don't even listen to me and my word and what I've done. With Moses and what I've done with Abraham, like they don't even listen to me, so they're definitely not going to listen to you. And I don't want that to discourage you. And I'm telling all young leaders out there, whether you're old or young, like don't let it discourage you if you know you're on the right direction. Because God didn't ask you to die on the cross and be perfect, you're going to make mistakes. And as you preach God's word, you're going to continue making mistakes. But conviction is how we get away from those mistakes, repentance is how we get away from them, and also that's how we get restored healing. So, if you find yourself listening to podcasts and pastors and all the good answers and you're not really growing, it's because you're not really having a foundational relationship with God. I am guilty of that, man. I became a pastor because of celebrity pastors. Like, I studied the word, but then I just started hearing, like, the Stephen Furticks and all these people encouraging, and that made me super inspired. But I was most likely the information that I was saying. I wasn't the information that I was saying. I was most likely the insecure person that was being talked to through that information, right? And so. You got to understand, like, you can't speak for information. You can't just pass along information and make yourself look strong. Your life has got to transform. And if you are a believer in Christ, people will see transformation. Maybe not in one years or two years or three or four, but maybe five and six and seven and eight. Me and my wife started dating four years ago, and a lot of people counted us out, and we are now married. We're happy. We have a great foundation. We're going to church. We're loving. And you know what? Life is still hard for us. We have got to fight for our marriage every single day, right? And so... Where I want to look to is because the whole beginning of the Bible, or of this book, Ezekiel, is basically talking about the visions he had with living creatures. Uh, They have a theme called the four wheels because the wheels would turn whenever the spirit would turn. And so basically when you get in, I'm just going to read Ezekiel uh, chapter 1. And I'm going to read from verse 21 and just read a couple. And I just want to show you like the detail that the leaders in that day gave about God, which is not what leaders do today. They're not giving you detail and description, right? And so uh, verse 20, wherever the spirit would go, They would go, and the wheels would rise along with them because the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. When the creatures moved, they also moved. When the creatures stood still, they also stood still. And when the creatures rose from the ground, the wheels rose along with them because of the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheel. Spread out above the heads of the living creatures was what looked some things like a vault, sparkling like crystal and awesome. Under the vault, there were wings. Wings were stretched out, one toward the other, and each had two wings covering its body. When the creatures moved, I heard the sound of their wings, like the roar of rushing waters, like the voice of the Almighty, like the tumult of an army. When they stood still, they lowered their wings. So I want you to understand, like, this is whenever God revealed something to him, right? Uh, Ezekiel had a vision, and he was looking at this creature and, And it was both filled with spirit animals, and it was similar. And basically, when the spirit would talk, right, and like it would start moving. But then whenever it stopped and the spirit would stop, the creatures would stand still. So basically what God is saying like here, if you fast forward, God's kind of talking about yoke, but he's also talking about how we are all connected to the same body because he created heavens and earth, which means when you see creatures like this working together, God created everything so that we would be an instrument that he could breathe through, right? Because what made the wills work was the spirit and the bodies. And so these creatures were kind of just giving you a, a perspective. Perspective of how great God's vision was. Right now, what I want to do is I want to fast forward to uh, Ezekiel chapter 34, one through 24, and this is basically why I believe this verse is something that's going to bring me about four um, little details of your outline that'll help you if you're a leader or you're a follower. Because if you are a follower and you're waking up and you're a little broken, you really need to question the faith of the person that is leading you. You need to question their merit marital life, their relational life, their career life. You need to question not their perfection, but their willingness to be vulnerable through their pain. That is super important. And so Ezekiel wrote this, and I think it was during a time because everybody was not following God. There was like even the Israelites, even his people weren't following God. And so this is what Ezekiel had to say about it. He said, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, prophecy against the shepherds of Israel, prophecy and say to them, even to the shepherds, Thus says the Lord God, all shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves, should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourself with wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them out. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd and they became food for all the wild beasts." You kind of feel like that. You kind of feel like your leaders are misleading you and you kind of feel like you're just open season on somebody else's political garbage because this is what he was saying before Jesus even came. This is in the book of Ezekiel, right? Like we are like 1,500 to 2,000 years later and this leadership is still happening. He basically was saying like, You're not helping your sheep. They're not as strong as each other. You're taking the good ones and slaughtering them for food, but the bad ones you're letting go. And in reality, the reason God used shepherd and sheep is because he wanted us to be led by the shepherd, which is Christ, which is God, right? But God used time and the Old Testament to understand and create his process, right? Because if God just came and fixed it all right away, then what is keeping him from fixing boiling water from hitting your hand or from you burning the chicken, right? Like that adversity gives you a structure. Like if you burn the chicken and the cookies all the time, you got to learn how to keep an eye on it, right? There's ingredients in there that can actually be harmed. And I believe it's the same thing in our soul. We have a body, which God says is a tent, right? But it's a tent for our soul. So our soul is the thing that we need to be feeding, not our body. And if you're feeding your body more than you are your soul, you're wondering why you're not able to make it to that date or do the thing that you wrote down or maybe uh, make the bigger commitment that you and your wife or your friends or your job or your bosses are wanting okay, or needing or you're needing in that point, right? Confidence right now is very... it's very demasculating. I think for me as a man, I think confidence is very about, um, not having holes or burdens or failures. And I believe that left for sure is taking out gender from the process of the way they conduct things. And to me, that's not even religious. That is scientific. So if a scientific person is saying like, it doesn't matter if you're a boy or you're a girl and you wake up knowing, and you could wonder to be both, then, well, we took gender dysphoria and we just put that in the trash can. That's not fair. Gender dysphoria is an actual thing. There's a lot of people that wake up wanting to be the opposite sex, but there's studies that show that counseling, spiritual psychology, and a lot of um, um, uh, lifestyle choices have changed that. And there's a lot of people that are happily married that couldn't get out of that. That's the story that I want to listen to. Not the story of the person who woke up one way chose one way and said, like, you have no idea how I feel. And I'm like, all right, cool. Create an autonomy. What's your autonomy? Because if your autonomy is sexual, well, that's not really like scientific and that's not religious. So I can't really deny science and God, okay? Because he's both, right? And so what I see in today's society is people are just like trying to be absolute, And that's why I believe in a God because you can absolutely be LGBT. You can absolutely be a man or you can absolutely be a woman. And the choice that you make before, during, after could be absolute. Like you can abort a baby and you're absolutely okay because it was a great financial choice. Or you can choose not to to, to abort a baby and that absolute choice makes you gratified. But in reality, every choice that we make comes with repercussions right? Like it come like there's, for every action, there's a reaction. That's science, right? But God is saying that the choice that you have is connected directly to your soul. And if you ignore your soul, well, then you're going to start listening to your body. And the next time you get hungry, the next time you get tired, the next time you don't want to deal with crap, you might end up leaving your spouse. You might end up leaving your friends or you might quit your job. And that is what I'm trying to say in today's podcast, guys, is there's four ways that we can help this. Okay. The theme today, right, is about if you, are questioning what you're doing while you're doing it, right? And so these are the four things that I can say that can change your life, that can help your life, drive you into a better perspective, and also give you a lot more hope for the future. And it's something that I've been doing. It's something I fail at often, but I'm trying to get better because the habit of social media was so built inside me coming into a new age, being around Facebook for 10 plus years. It was tough. But number one, read something before you see something. So when you wake up, you got to understand if you start looking at pictures and images and you're looking at social media, what you're basically doing is feeding it like a fabric softener and it just gets more dumb. It wakes up and it looks at the answers of everybody and it looks at the good things and you probably unfollow and delete the negative things that like attack you or the things you don't want to see. And that's not true strength, guys. True strength is being able to be in your own body and understand that what you're doing is correct. That to me is why God created the Bible. Like I love my wife and God told me to love my wife, like Christ loved the church. And if I love her the way that Christ does the church, well, I believe that my soul will feel good about whatever happens to our marriage because I did it for the right reasons. Right? So number two, be something before you say you are something. Right? Like if you went to like five martial arts classes and you're calling yourself a martial artist, that's not real. Like I'm going to be real with you. I've been doing martial arts for the last 10 years at least. I'm pretty good at hitting bag, I'm pretty good at hitting pads, but I'm pretty terrible at sparring. <laughs> like I don't like getting hit and I don't like hitting people. Like am I good at it? Could I be good at it? Yeah, but who I am is I just don't like violence. I don't like it. I love it because of the sport. Okay? And I believe that we are created uh with war, so knowing understanding how to like defend yourself through adversity is a good thing. And that's kind of why I go to martial arts gym, but you're not going to see me call out fighters or coaches or try to act like I can like sit you down with one punch. This is not going to happen. Number three, find teachers, not dictators. Let me say it again. Find teachers, not dictators. I said it again earlier that people who want to teach you what they know, they're selfless. There's no strings attached to it. Nowadays, you get a subscription, there's a string attached to it. You get a cell phone, there's a string attached to it. If you are a political party, there's a string attached to it. If you're Black Lives Matter, there's a string attached to it, attached to it, right? I don't like that, right? Find teachers, not dictators. Dictators build habits, right? Dictators and what we have in today's society are just telling you to do something. They're not even telling you why, right? Like that's, that's dictatorship and we cannot really live in a confident world, if we're just being told what to do and we're not questioning it, question your pastor, question your teacher, question your spouse, question your mom, question your dad, question a lot of people because if what they come back with is anger and resentment and frustration because you question them, then they're being a dictator. A teacher understands that there's adversity that has to go, that you have to go through in order for you to learn something. And also the life experience is good. Learning how to budget a checkbook is what we should be teaching in school. But that's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother part of life. So you have got to teach yourself how to budget a checkbook. You have got to find a structure in order for you to understand that you don't become a dictator and telling people what to do and expecting them to jump high. Man, relationship is the most beautiful thing if you have the right process, all right? Now, last and foremost, don't study strength, study process. Guys, we can't take the power of someone else. We can't be the things we listen to. We can't be the things we watch. We can't be the things that we, you know, look up to or look down to. Guys, God wouldn't bore us as gods, but as people who would do the work to understand Christ, right? Like it says in the Bible that we are creating God's image. So it would make so much sense that like you always think you're right. Right? It would make so much sense that whatever you say, you want to sprinkle with salt and sugar and make it good. It would make sense that you wake up every day and try to be absolutely strong or absolutely fed. It's just not the way that it goes. right? And so what I can just tell you is that Ezekiel was a man that came through and he was telling dishonest people about an honest God. Okay, And if you want to understand, like, in life, that's usually a good leader, a guy that's being singled out by the people because he's prophesizing what God is saying. And today in today's world, we don't like prophecy. We don't like talking about it. And we honestly do not want the triggers to be accessed because we want to hold on to that as strength. Maybe it was your childhood. Maybe it was your friend. Maybe you've got emotionally, sexually, or verbally abused. Maybe there's some things that are deep down inside that you stopped talking to because they hurt and you didn't provide healing. Guys, we can't think with triggers. Triggers are like spiders, and if you just wake up every day and start killing cobwebs, they're going to continue to spill cobwebs and feed and build armies and more spiders and more spiders, and you're going to have more cobwebs to kill. You need to wake up and kill the spider, which is the trigger, and I do not believe we can do that if we are looking at today's leadership for refuge. And so I want to bring you a little bit closer, okay, and I want to bring you to the book Of Matthew, one of the gospels, right? And it says how to discipline a sinner. Okay. So when I say this, uh, it's highlighted as love. So if you look in your Bible, there's going to be a different, um, sometimes a red or a black color, but I got a rainbow Bible Bible so I could understand who was talking and why I was talking. So this is, it's highlighted green and I'm going to leave you with this, right? If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along with you so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they refuse and still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen to even the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you lose on earth will be lost in heaven. Again, I truly tell you that if two of you on this earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by your Father in heaven, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am. So nowadays, if someone hurt us, we go tell them, and they're more offended because they didn't think that they were really uh, (laughs) human enough to hurt you. I have a lot of pain in my family because I've hurt people that won't let it go. Man, my wedding, (laughs) I had four or five family members, and my wife had 60, I've wronged some people in my family. I've said some things in the process of becoming a Christian and guys, that's why I am a Christian because I can't represent myself (laughs) Man, I represent myself and I just look like an idiot. You know, I'm sorry for the things that I've ever said to hurt somebody in the process of me trying to figure out why the pain is so much. And so to end this, I had a buddy named Alice Burke and, uh, he already went through a lot in life, man. He, uh, had doctors telling him that he had, uh, Big heart, or he could have strokes, and he's just still played basketball, and he still played football, and he was always just this guy that was in between your games or scrimmages or somebody that just always pushed you to be better. And I, I wasn't great friends with this kid, but he was so inspiring that I, I every time I talked to him, he was just so encouraging. Uh, Mr. Ollis Burke is no longer with us, and I and I want to tell you that if you're experiencing pain right now and you want to take yourself from this earth, hey man. That's more proof that the devil is real than anything you could ever imagine. And my heart hurts for the people that don't think that they have somebody out there that loves them. And that's why I believe in God, because that was me. And I don't know if it was my parents or my friends or the grace or the mercy, but I never put myself and pulled the trigger, or did something to take myself off this earth, and maybe I was lucky, but during the time when I didn't have my friends, or I got in a fight with my spouse, or I didn't have it, I had the church, man. I come to LA, and I have no friends or family or people that want to talk to me, and when me and my wife went through problems, and I didn't have the answer, she didn't have the answer, we went to the church. We went to West Valley Church, a very small church up and we have to drive 30 minutes and we had to go two times a week, not only just to marriage counseling, but talk in our groups and be in therapy and be in church every Sunday. Because I swear if we missed the Sunday, man, each week we were fighting and I can promise you that being consistent about going to church, being consistent about praying and trying to reach deeper inside, we finally now have a healing that I wish I could bless other people with that are going through something. And so that's why I'm making this podcast, because I went a year without speaking God's word, and I can tell that the world didn't get any better or worse. (laughs) It's just still here. And so I think that I made this podcast so you, if you're listening to this, might question what you're following. the emotions that inside, because there comes a point where it's like a volcano and erupts. And when he erupts, when we're angry, we hit fight or flight, you you don't know what you're going to do in those five or seven minutes. But if you know why God puts you here, you know the sin of the world, the temptations that are around you, and you understand where the shepherd is, if you have a shepherd, you just got to go to him and he should be feeding you good love, good light, good water, and it should help you grow. And if you're not growing, maybe it's your perspective, but also it could be the shepherd that you're being led by. Question it. And so before we get out of here, I want you to understand something. It's very hard to be vulnerable in today's society as a man. My wife is going to talk about what it is to be a woman in today's society. I don't feel like I could really talk about that. I don't have the hormones. just have the hair. (laughs) Just kidding. But uh, yeah, Um, it's okay to have aggression, anger, and frustration. And if you're a man and you have all those things, it's okay. Because... I do believe that God created jobs like being a police officer or a firefighter or a teacher or coach or just somebody to protect your community. That is why I believe men were created, to protect the families, to protect the people. Because if we were in a restaurant and somebody came in there and we're having dinner and we're having lunch and someone decides to shoot that place up, men and women should, and I do believe will, science says, will react differently. And I just believe that I don't want to deny that. That's why I do go to martial arts. That's why I do go to Muay Thai. That's why when I do get angry, I put it towards the gym or put it in my prayer or in my frustrations because that stuff is good in case it's time for us to go to war and protect our women and children and families. Now, I don't think we're there, but I will tell you that I don't believe it's physical war that we're in. I believe it's spiritual. And you got to lock your family, your friends, and your spouses up because right now the devil is coming for everything like I have never seen it before. And I just pray that you take the time to try to question who God is, reach out to him and love him. Because I have never seen God more active than he is right now and today. Because right now he's allowing all the leaders to be proven guilty. The Trumps, the Bidens, he's trying to show every single person how flawed humans are and how good he is. And so with that said, if you're going through something, please reach out. Okay, please reach out, man, on social media. Give me a call, 818-458-7405. My email is chavezji1515 at gmail.com. We have callchurchla at gmail.com. Do reach out, and we will make sure to find some hope, to find some prayer and some healing for your heart. And so that's all I got for you guys today. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and that is Truth Serum today what it is to be a man and woman in today's society. Part two will be coming with my gorgeous wife and I hope you stay tuned for that. But, the strongest thing I believe any man can do is reach out to a person when they're hurting. If you don't have the strength to do that, you will isolate yourself and the devil will one day corner you and you won't know what to do. And in that moment, you are alone because you isolated yourself and there won't be much help. Don't isolate yourself ask questions, ask questions, ask questions, because the right people will continue to supply you the answers even when they get tired, because they are connected to something that doesn't get tired, and that is God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Father God, thank you so much for your beautiful, beautiful son and sending him on this cross to die a vicious and horrifying death, Lord, that dates back And there's so much archaeological truth to be layered on that, Lord. But where we find you is through our prayer, our relationship, and repentance, God. And I just pray for the people listening to this, that you grab their hearts and you feel their hearts and give them goosebumps or an insight that you're there, that you give them healing in their mind and their body and hope for their future, because there is a structure, and it is Jesus. It is in this Bible, and I guarantee you, for the people that repent, Not guarantee you, God, but guarantee that the people that repent will find refuge in you, God. I guarantee to the listener that when they reach out to you, in the way that you have prophesied and the way that you've written in your beautiful Bible that they will find healing, they will find strength, they will find refuge. I pray for the broken person to find their shepherd, Lord, and I pray for the communities to rise up together and that we stand not just for one particular race, but we rise up and protect each other, the human race, Lord. I pray for broken relationships and people that are about to get divorced or say goodbye to their jobs and are about to quit, that you restore them with energy, love, and hope, Lord, that they question their choices, God. I pray for the people that are in our society here in America and around the world, Lord, that we just take a deeper look. And especially here in America, we are the example. And I pray that we raise leaders that can be a godly and loving example that are away from awarding them own, their own fat, their own clothing, their own wool, and awards themselves with more money than they give to the others, Lord. I just pray for ambitious, loving, and wholesome leaders, not only here in California, but in our world. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that was Truth Serum, everyday truth for everyday people. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. God bless.